The following is a North Carolina Baptist resource. For more, visit ncbaptist.org. Let me just kind of talk a little bit about what the whole purpose behind the Acts 239 Missional Families is all about. You know, what if the families of your church, you know, the families that you see every Sunday coming in, coming out, every single Sunday, what if we could consistently see them opening God's Word together in their homes? You know, what if that was, that was something that was just a regular occurrence, something that was in the rhythm of their every single day? What if the families of your church were seeing their homes and neighborhoods as a mission field? I mean, the people that God has entrusted to these moms and these dads. This resource is really specifically written to parents. But what if we start to help them see the people that God's entrusted to them, them, the the children in their home, the people that he has given them in their lives to, to, to nurture and to disciple? What if they start seeing those people as a mission field or as somebody to continue to be a disciple maker in their life? And then also, too, what if we could provide a resource in these, people, in these parents' hands that would, would encourage them and challenge them to not only look inside their home to evangelize and, disciple, and be a disciple maker, but they would also look right across the street, right next door, maybe just down the road. You know, what if our families were coming to church already doing that first in their home? And then, of course, what if every family in your church were coming every single Sunday morning to be eager, eagerly give of their time, talent, and treasures? What if they walked in your door, not ready, not wanting and expecting to receive all this stuff and just sit there and just be a, somebody just to soak it all in? What if they were coming already ready to, uh, to, to, to engage in you and your preaching and, and in music and in Sunday school, and they're already coming ready and prepared to eagerly give instead of receive. So here's our goal. Here's our mission. This is what we're really trying to strive to help partner with you to help you equip the families that go to your church. That's our goal. And, and not only that, we don't only want to just put this resource in your hand and because as, 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 as really excited as we are about this resource, our overall goal isn't just so much to put a resource in your hand. It's really to create a rhythm in their homes, a daily rhythm of where they are, are engaging God's word as they sit at home, as they go down the road, as they lie down, as they get up, a daily and weekly rhythm as they're just allowing God to permeate every aspect of their life. They're not just looking at God's Word and, and looking at church as just a silo or just something that they have in a, in a particular slot in their week or just something that they check off of a box. No, it's really our goal, it's really our desire to help them to see not just a moment, but every moment as an opportunity to talk about the Lord to their children and to their neighbors. And that whole idea is actually... Is actually uh, where, where we get this, this passage from, we, we're, we really just allowed God to speak to us and we went to God's word and in Acts chapter two, he helped us to really see how we could come right alongside moms and dads and help them to be confident disciple makers. And you know this passage, this is not an unfamiliar passage to any of us in this room. Peter is, is preaching there on the day of Pentecost. God has filled him with the Holy Spirit. And Peter is is sharing with those people who need to hear the gospel so desperately. 
And, and their, their hearts have been absolutely uh, just wrenched at this point when it comes down to verse 37. Because look at what it says. These, these people are asking Peter and, and all the apostles saying, brothers, what should we do? God is speaking to us and we've got to do something about what God's word is saying. And of course, what does Peter say? Repent and be baptized each of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. For you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And so right there in that moment, these people were were starting to connect. They were starting to understand the Holy Spirit was speaking to them and they were making decisions to be followers of Jesus Christ. And then Peter doesn't, doesn't just stop there. He continues on to make sure that he helps them to completely understand what this whole gospel message is all about. It's not about just being a, res- uh, you know, a reservoir or a bucket that just receives the gospel and it goes nowhere else. No, God's word is, is, is intended for you, but it's also heading to someone. It's heading to somebody that, that God has placed in your life. A neighbor, a child, a co-worker, I mean, whoever. And that's what he says. He says, because this promise is for you, because it's got to start in you first. The promise of the Holy Spirit, it's for, it's for you individually. And of course, in, in typical Peter fashion, he's going to make sure that he connects the dots. Because notice what he says next. And for your children. He's very strategic with this one. As a dad, possibly himself, he's he's understanding how this message just doesn't stay within you. It's got to go out. And who better to share it with than the people that live inside your house? And then he says, he doesn't stop there. It continues to go because look what he says. And for all who are afar off. So not only the people in your house, not only just for you, but it's for everybody that you meet. And why not start right next door? And so God's word is very clear about our, our, our plan of discipleship. And we just wanted to, to, to introduce this, this resource, simple and easy to use, just so that we can partner with you so that you can be equipping the people in your church to be disciple makers in their home and in their neighborhood. Because this is where, this is where we're really trying to help families to make this real in their homes. It's all based on this verse right here in Deuteronomy chapter 6. Notice what Deuteronomy chapter 6, Moses is talking to the children of Israel. He's sharing with them, hey, this is what it's going to take for you to be successful in this land that's going to be filled with people who absolutely hate God. Here is what it's going to take for you to be a disciple maker in your home. He says, you shall teach them diligently to your children. You shall talk to them when you sit at home. Notice this right here, this, this, this icon over here all the way to the left. When you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down and when you rise. Isn't that the rhythm in everybody's life? Isn't that just some, uh, a part of all of our days? It is a part of every aspect of our life. And what God is really trying to teach us is that we need to leverage it. It's a rhythm that we need to take advantage of. It, it's, a, it's, a, it's something that happens and occurs in every moment of our, of our day that we need to make sure that we are intentional with. And so as we continue to just kind of uh, roll out this resource for you, we just want to kind of make sure that you're seeing every element of it. So I'd like to invite Jamie Burkett to come back to the stage. And Jamie is going to share with us all the elements of the parent guide, which is what you have in your hand. All right. Well, this is the interactive portion of the seminar. So if you have your 
Missional Family Guide, go ahead and, and grab that. And if you just open it up to the first page, you're going to see a, a welcome and an introduction. A lot of it ties in with what Mark just said. But what I want to do is I want to go over the layout with you quickly so you understand how it's laid out. And then talk about some realistic goals and how you can use this. So first things first, if you just turn to the next page, you see this week one overview. And this portion here, this blank page with lines, each week you're going to ideally be meeting in a small group of some kind, maybe your Sunday school class, maybe a small group with two or three people, uh, maybe a life group that meets on another night. But you're going to come together, and there's going to be a leader, and they're going to go over the theme for that week. Now, the first week is going to introduce the themes that you're going to be going through for the next five. And so those themes are, uh, and this is for parents only, because we want the parents to get in the habit of doing it first before they're leading their children. Because parents, if you're not doing it, your kids are going to see it right through you. All right? So you got to be doing it. You can't take someone where you've never been before. So that first week is dedicated to you and your spouse, maybe for the first time, having devotions together. And it's going to go over the uh, themes, five themes, love God, love God's word, be transformed by God's word, love others, and be tactful. And these aren't just random themes. These these build upon each other. So if you love God, if if you're really loving God, then you're going to get to know him. And how do we get to know God? We get to know him in his word. And so as we love God, then we love God's word. And as we're loving God's word, the Holy Spirit is going to work on his holy word in our life. And he's going to transform us, right? We are new creations. We're no longer the same. The more we're spending time with Jesus, the more that we're going to look like him. And so that's what week three is about, being transformed by God's word. And as we're being transformed by God's word, we're going to have God's heart. And we're going to love others. We're going to be missional. And so that's what week four is all about. And then finally, when we speak the truth, we want to speak the truth in love, right? And so week five is going to be going over being tactful. And for some of us in here, that might be the most important week, right? Uh, There might be some people with the gift of of prophecy, right? Not seeing the future, but declaring the truth. And you declare pretty hard, God be tactful as well. All right? So that is week one. It's going to go over those themes. Now, weeks two through six, they develop those themes so if you turn to page 14, that's going to be the beginning of week chapter 2. And you're going to notice on that note page, there's now also a weekly memory verse challenge and some engagement tools. All right, we're trying to give you everything you need to, to do this well. And those engagement tools are back in the appendix. Our friend Steve Harris wrote a lot of those. There are going to be a lot of ideas on how you can be missional in your home and in your neighborhoods. We don't want you just trying to think about it all yourself. We've given you some tools, some templates here to go out and do that. Um, Within those weeks, you're going to have five days of devotions. And at the end of the the devotional, um, there's going to be questions for younger children, older children, and students. We we understand that I have three kids. I have a teenager, I have a preteen, and I have a seven-year-old. They're all at very different levels. And so we've written that with written this with in that in mind so that we're asking age-appropriate questions, the levels of biblical learning, where they can understand at their level. Because we want you to do this as a family. So we're trying to engage the entire family. All right? And then that, again, if you turn to the very back, there's that appendix. There's different tools in here, different ideas. And I know that was quick, but you all take this home, tear it apart. If you have questions... 
uh, email Mark or myself or Eric. We'd love to answer you. Okay, so now you, you, got, you understand the layout. What are some realistic goals? Well, as I stated, we, we want you to do this for five days a week. Okay, so that if you do it Monday through Friday, and then maybe you have the weekend to catch up. Um, now, listen, sometimes that's really hard. I, I know this past fall, okay, my son played football. He had practice almost every night. Then we had church on Wednesday, and the only night off was, was Friday. So that, that was really, really tough. But listen, if you can only do it one time a week and you were at zero, that's a win. Don't give up. Start somewhere. You know, I'm starting to train again to run. And I ran a half marathon, and then I got really happy and fat. And hadn't been running very much, and so I'm starting to do the couch to 5K again. And it's kind of disheartening because I was at a point where I was running 12 to 13 miles at a time. And now I'm running 12 to 13 minutes at a time. But you got to start somewhere. Don't get frustrated. And as you're teaching this to your your, your uh, People at your church, your parents, hey, encourage them. One day is infinitely better than none. All right, so let's be realistic. Um, going on from there. If, if you just go straight through here and, and have dialogue, you read the scripture, it really only takes 15 to 20, maybe 30 minutes out of your day. And so my family, we've, we've gone through this with several other families and so I'm speaking from experience here. That's about how long a typical uh, uh, devotion time would, would be. But the impact of that 15 to 20 minutes would carry on throughout the rest of the day and throughout the rest of the week. Uh, and and here's, here's another thing to make it realistic. You don't have to do it all at the same time. We have a memory verse for the week. Um, there, there's a, a Bible reading and, and a short devotion. And then there's questions. And so, for example, I take my children to school every morning. And so on the way to school, we might be working over our um, memory verse. Uh, and then when we get home, we like, we, my wife insists that we eat dinner together. And I'm really thankful for that, by the way. And so we sit down, and right after dinner, that's when we, will read the, we could read the Bible and have that devotion. And then maybe at, at, we could do the questions then, or maybe as we're doing our bedtime routine where we're asking questions, having them continue to think about it. So five minutes here, five minutes there, five minutes there. The point is we want you to intentionally leverage the rhythms that you have already built into your life. You and I know it is very difficult to add yet another thing into our busy schedules. We're not asking you to do that. We're asking you to be intentional about the rhythms you already have and leverage those to make disciples in your home and your near neighborhoods. This is something that's achievable. It's realistic. And so let's talk a little bit more about those rhythms. Mark shared with them with you before. So when you sit down, again, this, this might be meal times. Um, that's when my family and I, we would do it because that was the one time during the day, most days of the week, where uh, it was before football practice, and we could sit down and we could talk and we could read the Bible and talk about what's going on. See, this is only a five, uh, this is a seven-week guide, right? Uh, beginning and end. What are you going to do after this? Because that's probably a thought that's going on in your mind right now. So what's next? What's after this? We're trying to help you build the rhythms. So right now, what my family and I are doing, 
we're going over what we learned in our quiet time that morning at the dinner table. But we built that time in by intentionally leveraging our meal time to talk about that. And this was a huge, huge help to be able to do that. So whenever you find yourself sitting down, you know, oftentimes we sit down to watch TV. Mute the commercials. I I don't know what it's going to look like in your life. But whatever your natural rhythm is, intentionally leverage that. Use that for good. Second, when you go, again, car rides, maybe walking the dog. How many of y'all have animals in here, dogs, that you walk? All right, so take your child with you. I know sometimes you walk the dog to get away from your children, but hey, take your children with you. Walk the dog. Talk about it. Um, I would go, we used to go on... Uh, family hikes around these little trails around our neighborhood in, um, in the summer when it was nice and warm and not cold and rainy outside. And we would walk and we would talk and it's just, it's easy to do if you're being intentional. It's not one more thing I had to add to my Google calendar, one more thing I had to do, add to my task list. I'm like saying, hey, here's a time I already planned. I'm using this for God's glory and for my children's good. All right, three, when uh, you lie down, so, especially with younger children, bedtime routines are hugely important. With my youngest child, she just accepted Christ. So, praise God for that. And one of the biggest transformations I saw that kind of validated this, she never did this before, but uh, like the day after she received Christ as her Savior, she said, Dad, Mom, I, I want to pray with you every night. And so now that's become a bedtime routine where we're praying Every single night, and, and, and I'm being intentional about what we're praying for. Um, it was so funny. And, and again, as you're building these intentional rhythms in your life, you're able to see the heart of your children. Because we're praying, we've been doing it for a while. And then I said, okay, Trent, you go ahead and, and you, you pray. And she says, hey, Google. And she meant, she meant oh, I mean, uh, dear God. I'm like, what that did was it showed me that she was seeing God in the same way that she might see Google. So she can ask Google for things, and Google delivers. And so as she was praying, she was seeing God in that same way. But because I was being intentional, and we had this routine, I could say, hey, you know what? Instead of asking God for the next couple of weeks, we're going to just we're gonna talk about who God is. We're going to thank God for who he is. So she can see that he's not just some genie. He's not Santa Claus. He's not Siri, Google, or Alexa. He is God. The only way you can be doing that, though, is if you're having intentional time, if you're leveraging your rhythms that you already have. And then finally, when you get up, and quite honestly, this may be the hardest time for me. However, I kind of lumped it in when you go, because when I take my children to school, I'm praying with them, I'm talking with them. Hey, remember, this school, this is your mission field. And so that's how I've used this guide This has been a huge help. This is my couch to 5K right here. As I was leading my my family to be missional in our homes and neighborhood. Now, Eric's going to come up and talk a little bit more about that leader portion of it. Thanks, Jamie. So it's really exciting to to be a part of this. And from the leadership perspective, the leader guide that we have provided, we wanted to be able to equip the leaders as well, not just the pastors and leaders in the church necessarily, but those that are going to be leading in their homes, taking families through this. And so 
The Acts 239 Leaders Guide it can be found at missionalfamilies.org. So you go online, you go to this website, missionalfamilies.org, that we've got set up for you there. And once you're on the website, if you scroll down, you'll be able to click on the Leaders Guide link. Um, and so you can access the Leaders Guide via PDF. I actually did it this morning. I went to the church, went to my church, and went online. I wanted to make sure that it worked before I told you this. Um, went online, got it, the PDF, printed it off this morning, and then brought it with me. Put a staple in it. It's pretty, pretty simple. It's only 23 pages. Um, and so you can print it off. You can have a physical copy in your hand for your leaders or for your church use or whatever the case may be. Uh, maybe you're a digital person. You don't really like a, a manual copy. You want it digitally. Well, we've got it online also uh, in a digital platform. So there's a digital flip book available. So you can put it on your tablet or your phone and just kind of tap and it'll flip pages. You can see everything digitally as well. Um, and then we also have, in addition to the PDF and the digital flipbook, we've also created uh, videos. Mark and I created videos for the leaders, and Jamie and Stephanie created them for the family portion, and uh, just to kind of help you um, whenever you're leading through the, the curriculum, kind of a leader's portion to be able to speak to the lessons, kind of what we've got going on for that particular week. And so knowing how to access leaders, guys, let's look at the lesson layout. So if you look at the lesson layout, so when you go on here and you print this off and you look through this, uh, in each weekly lesson... There are four sections that we tried to, that we gave you, and we tried to make them very similar as far as the sections that we covered to the parent devotional guide also, so that there's some similarities and consistency in working together with both of these. So the first section, when you come into the leader's uh, lesson, is just a review. That's all it is, just a review from the week before uh, with some accountability. So it's a list of questions to help you and the group uh, kind of know how last week went, and um, some of the questions, for example, are just uh, right here. So did anyone have questions about the reading last week? It's a real simple question. You've got to remember, a lot of your parents are going from, uh, you know, like Jamie said, couch to 5K. Most of your parents that are going to be in these groups do absolutely no devotionals with their kids uh, if they do any devotionals for themselves also. And so this is going to be something brand new. And so, you know, did anyone have any questions about the reading last week? How easy or difficult was it to complete the devotional readings last week? Um, you know, would anyone in the group like to share about how the Lord is working through this study in their homes? So just questions to kind of get the conversation started and flowing just from the week prior so you can kind of help them work through that. And the next section is just giving a heads up of what's coming in the next week for your family. So it talks about what the theme's going to be. It kind of just gives a brief overview of what that theme is. Uh, and then we provide a lesson overview and key points that we think would be good uh, for you to cover with your parents. So they're specifically for you as a leader or for your leaders so that they can kind of help them facilitate the conversation and kind of understand where we're taking this for the next week. And then finally, we provide a list of group conversation questions. So we're, we're trying, again, we're trying to help out as much as we possibly can by providing questions that can spark some conversations, can help some growth with uh, missional living. Uh, we believe that these questions are going to help prepare your parents to lead the upcoming week's devotionals and facilitate some good discussion in this week's group gathering also. And so just providing these questions for you, being able to, to get the conversation moving with your parents and being able to get them ready for the week uh, ahead of them so you can give some confidence as they walk into this week. Because again, this is going to be something new for them that they're going to have to grow in confidence uh, to do with their children. Um, you know, Basically, what we want is we want you and those you lead to be successful. It's a con one concept, right? We want you to be extremely successful because we want our families to win at home. Um, because when families win at home, the communities are going to win, the church is going to win. Everything gets better when families win. Um, that's just a proven fact in culture. 
And that, that's what we want to see, specifically from a Great Commission perspective. And so with that in mind, let's talk about some best practices for executing each week's lesson. So when you're actually in uh, preparing for the lesson and in the actual time for your group gathering. Um, we're calling these best practices. Uh, we understand that there's many ways that you could do this to be very successful. This is kind of what we found success in our own ministry context. Uh, we just wanted to provide some suggestions. And so the first thing is this. We think it's very beneficial to start off by watching the weekly leaders' videos. Uh, Mark and I don't really care about you having to watch us personally, but we think that what we, we've shared with you will help you kind of understand where we were when we were writing these and kind of where we're taking this, that you have kind of context and, and um, are familiar with, okay, this is what they're talking about. This is what they're looking to, to, to move us towards. Um, and it's just a resource to help introduce you to that week's lesson. Uh, the second thing is, is after we watch the video, is begin praying about the lesson and what you're about to read with the Holy Spirit to be involved in the process to open your heart and open your eyes to see the things that, that God would have for you in your context. Me and Mark's context and Jamie and Stephanie's context is not yours necessarily. And so we want the Spirit to speak to you through, um, through prayer. And then after you've spent some time in prayer, then just read through the week's lesson. And as you read through the lesson, take some notes and highlight Notes specifically about your group and, you know, write names. Like this would apply to Eric. This would apply to Mark. Um, you know, I wonder uh, if this would mean this, or how can I apply this to, to my families, to my parents? Um, and what you find is important, right? Have your own little notes. Like when I read books, I have things off to the side, like GP for great point, or MT, more thought, or RT, remember this. Um, things to help me when I'm using a book to teach people, it sparks my thoughts immediately for what I've already prepared without having to write a dissertation on what I want to say. I'm, I'm, I already see these things going on. Um, and then summarize what you've read into your own words. Uh, it's probably not going to be beneficial for you to, to go in on your group gathering and, and open it up and start reading verbatim what's in, in, in the leader's guide. Um, nobody wants to watch you read. Uh, nobody wants to watch me read. And so they want to know you. They want to know what you have to share with them. And so take what we've written and summarize it. Put it into your own words, into your own context. And use personal illustrations, things that apply to you. Um, in your life, to where you've been, so that you can communicate with your group in a way that's going to resonate with them and in their context. Uh, and then after you've kind of summarized this in your own time, work through some application points. How do you think it can apply specifically to your group beforehand? Um, so that when you're leading your parents, you can connect with them because you're connecting with their story. Because you've already thought through that process. You've already thought through where they're at in life and you've kind of brought these application points to the forefront so that they, you're not there trying to figure out an application point. You already have it because you've read through it. And then fourth, go through the group conversation questions. Look at the questions we provide for you and give your own answers, personal answers. That way, whenever you get to the group time and if you're like a lot of small groups, uh, you have the awkward silence when you ask a question and nobody interacts, uh, you have answers ready. You have answers ready to start the conversation, you know, stuff like, you know, I know that whenever I was reading through it this week, this is what I found to be true, right? You've already got an answer flowing so that people can start getting comfortable with the conversation. And then finally, during the group gathering, encourage conversations between parents and you. Don't let them get away with just sitting there. Don't let them get away with just being quiet. Uh, there is a nervousness, again, because they're doing uh, something new. Uh, encourage them. Encourage them, encourage them, and bring them into conversation and start working through this with them. 
um, and facilitate dialogue that's helpful in becoming missionally minded parents. It helps them move kind of towards something, towards being what God's called them to be as parents. And so I want to be clear, this, there, there isn't necessarily a right way to do this, right? We want you to make this curriculum your own. We want you to help the families that are in your church become missional in their homes and communities. And if you find that you need to prepare a completely different way to work for you, that's awesome. As Mark has said through this whole project, we're not married to this. Now, you're not going to hurt our feelings. Like, we want you to be successful. And so if you find a better practice for you, please, by all means, run with it. But let us know so that we can be more helpful as we're telling people about this. We see, you know, some people have found that this is more helpful. Um, and so... With that being said, let me speak just briefly to kind of where this resource can be used in your church or just in your, your structure of, of classwork, classrooms. Uh, when we created the Mission of Family Resource, we wanted it to be used by any church that desires to pour into families. And so we really tried to think through, like, what is the church context? What, what do churches look at um, and look like just across the spectrum? And so we wanted to make sure that it could be used on any platform. And so you can use this for a weekly small group in your home or wherever you would have weekly small groups. You can use it in that type of context. I know that's, that's basically how Jamie used it in his context. You could also use it for a weekly Sunday school class in your church. Uh, same context, depending on how you're, you're wanting to, to kind of get at it, what your Sunday school class looks like. Um, and then you can also use it for a weekly large group gathering in your church. It's completely up to you. It's not held to 5 to 7 people or 13 to 15 or... It's completely up to you how you want to use it. We've, we've written it out in such a way that it's flexible, that it's adapted. It can be adapted to um, these platforms. But again, like if you find something that works better, like, hey, we found this is really successful in our church, please let us know. Because we want to be able to share this with other churches and we want them to be successful just as you're being successful. Because we want to see families flourish across the state of North Carolina. We want to see families flourish everywhere. Um, fulfilling the Great Commission in their home. At the end of the day, the, the, the Faith at Home Network wants to help equip and empower churches to lead families in fulfilling the Great Commission. That's where, our, that's where we're coming at with this. Like that, that's what we want to see. We want to equip and empower people to lead families to fulfill the Great Commission. And the Acts 239 Missional Family Study, it's just one of several resources that the Faith at Home Network provides. And matter of fact, Mark wants to tell you a little bit more about a resource for Christmas um, that the Faith at Home Network has to offer also. I so appreciate these guys and their extremely hard work uh, to, uh, to, uh, to get this, this project up off the ground and now into your hands. I just praise the Lord for what he's going to do with it. Uh, but in the meantime, because I know that this is uh, coming up on the Thanksgiving time frame and Christmas is going to be very quickly approaching right behind it. And so to try to do this resource this year is probably too big an ask. Matter of fact, it'd be basically impossible. And we get that. However, we do have something that you can supplement to maybe kind of kickstart those rhythms. And that's something that we've got, and it's free right off the, the website at faithathome.org, faithathomenc.org, I should say. But it's the Advent that um, it's, a, it's a free download. You can print it right off of your printers, and it comes off uh, looking like this as far as with um, uh, 25 days of Christmas beginning December 1st. And it's laid out very similar to, to the book that you have in your hand. It has... Uh, a scripture verse, it has a little commentary based on that scripture verse, and then questions based on the ages of the children in your home. And then a prayer prompt 
And that's really the, our whole desire is to help parents just to begin this rhythm. Jamie, as a matter of fact, he printed this at his church. You see that he just, he, he printed it on his printer, he folded it, he put some staples in the middle, and he's able to give this out to his, to his families. And the whole goal, again, is to help to establish these rhythms, to when you sit at home, go down the road, lie down, get up. Because if we can help families to see past checking these boxes and just putting our church into Sunday mornings or, or worse yet, when families come to church and expect you to be the primary disciple maker of their children, when we start to help them to see what God's word says, that it's really their responsibility, that we're to come alongside as, as shepherds of the church, we're to come alongside them to, to equip them and to encourage them and to challenge them, of course, but and to resource them, to help them to be able to do this in their home. And so lastly, as we're going to kind of land our plane this morning, we want to just spend some time with some q and I want to invite the guys back up. And uh, I'd like to just answer any questions that you may have. We know that we probably didn't say it right. And if we did, we probably said it sideways. So if I uh, wanted just to make sure that we are helping you to be clear with, our, with, with what this resource is all about. So if you have any questions, just fire away. Oh, wonderful question. Thank you so much. Um, again, if, you, um, if, you'll, if you'll text this, um, let me find it for you real quick. If you will text faith at home, Two three one three one three one. I'm going to send you all the links and how to do that. However, let me just share this slide with you. If you'll go to mission, missionalfamilies.org, you can download it right now for free. Matter of fact, if you have the Baptist State Convention app, it's it's under the um, uh, under the devotion guides of the of that particular app, and so that's free. But if you want the physical copy, and that's where the link will help you out. The physical copy is five dollars a copy. And that's actually, you know, what it cost us to print it? $5.10 to print it. So we're just actually just saying, hey, we're just going to charge you what it cost us to print it. Back now, we'll knock off another 10 cents. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Excellent question. Thank you for that question. Yes, sir. Yeah, that's correct. So you would review the past week. So kind of breaking it up to, into a third, right? Uh, a third of the class reviewing, a third of the class learning, a third of the class looking forward to some of the things like Eric was talking about. Uh, of, you know, here's some ways that we might specifically be able to apply this. And this is one book for, for a family. Yes, one, one of the parent devotions. So the parents will have this. If you're teaching the class, you'll have what Eric has in his hand, the, the parent devo- or the leader guide. Excellent question. Did y'all hear that? After, the seven, after this, this study is over, what, what's next? Is that a fair way of, of saying this? Okay. Uh, let me go first because I want to hear from every, I want to hear, I want you to hear from all of us on this one. Our goal through this resource is to help your, your parents, your moms and your dads to get into this flow, to get into this rhythm. And, and hopefully in seven weeks, they can start to see that. And as Jamie mentioned, you know, if, if, they, if you're starting out week one and week two and they're only getting, say, maybe one or two days of reading done in five, in the, of the five in seven days, hey, that's still a win because that's probably more than what they were doing the week before. So praise the Lord. However, just as you go through the class, it's just you're, you're their cheerleader. You're, you're the one holding them accountable and you're the one helping them to just figure out, okay, hey, when is the best rhythm for you to try to implement this in your home? Because at the end of the seventh week, 
our goal isn't to just just to, to to be dependent on the resource. Our goal is to set them in motion into this rhythm. And that way, the next resource that they get could be anything. It could be other stuff that we produce here at the convention. It could be something from, from Lifeway or from Dry Faith Home or from Family Life or from what other places to be able to get these type of resources. Did that help answer your question? I'm going to hear from these guys too. I mean, this, this is something I struggled with as, as a parent, right? So taking the pastoral side out of it as a father trying to lead his family, um, you know, we started out with Josh McDowell's family devotionals. Okay, it's a 365-day devotional. There's quite a few that you can buy. But here's what I found, okay? My kids were starting to get dependent upon their devotionals with us as being their quiet time. And I didn't want that. And so I started asking, I said, what we're going to do now as a matter of accountability, we're gonna, we still have this time set up aside, but... I want to hear from you what you're learning. Go ahead, bring your journal. All right, I'm teaching them how to, to hear journal, uh, something that Robbie Gallaty teaches. So I, I, we're taking it to the next step. I, I spoke with a gentleman in our church on Sunday uh, in his 80s, and he, he, he printed off a page from a, an open windows uh, devotional or, or daily bread, one of, one of the two. And he said, I've, I've been reading this for something like 70 years as my daily devotional. Praise God for great material. How much better, though, is it to be in the Word and letting the Word speak directly to you than reading someone else's stuff? And so, again, we're not going to start there. This is a start. And yes, we might need to have some supplemental, and maybe on the website we can recommend some really good stuff for that next step from the 5K to the 10K. But when you're running that marathon, we want you in the Word of God because we want you to have that love of God's Word that's going to transform you and to be able to develop that um, that's what making disciples is, right? You're, you're, you're not teaching them. You're using tools, but you don't want that tool to become a crutch. You want them in the Word. And so we want to build these rhythms so that they're in the Word and the Holy Spirit is speaking to them. Eric, you got anything? Yeah, I think some of the things that we've, we've bounced around just in some brainstorming and, and idea, casting some, some vision and ideas, is we've looked at the different things like next steps, like after parents have gone through this, potentially something that's more from a leadership perspective to allow them to take someone else through it or begin their own type of thing with families. We've also looked at uh, empty nesters. How do, how do parents uh, make disciples of their of their children? You know, after they've left the home. You know, we have parents all the time. Sometimes ask when my kids are out of the home, so my, I'm, I'm pretty much I don't really have any influence. And, and usually my response is, is are you breathing? Uh, and usually that's the obvious yes, okay, then your influence is still primary until you die. Um, no matter how old your kid is, they still want affirmation from mom and dad. Um, and so we've looked at that. We, we've, we've found some ideas around that as far as how to, uh, from a next uh, empty nest perspective. Uh, so we've, we've looked at different ideas the, as far as the dynamics of families and kind of what that looks like. We felt like that this was probably the uh, most pertinent place to start was uh, – with young children and students and young families that are in the homes right now. But we definitely are, are looking outside of that also as far as where to go uh, with that next to provide more help and more resources. Excellent question. Thank you. I hope that answered you. Yes, ma'am? Uh, you have anything that be a follow-up? A follow-up. Actually, there's, within, the, within the, um, uh, the parent book that you have, uh, there are supplemental 
ideas and, and things that you can do within your within just just right outside your door with the families that live around you to be intentional in their life to really help you really more than anything help start a conversation with with the people who live next door to you and so you'll find all that in the very back of the book I saw another hand right here yes ma'am I'll get that one sure thank you well what what's your position at your church Children's director, and you're at Nightdale. In Nightdale, right. Well, what I would do is I would come and, and sit with you, possibly even Brandon, because I know Brandon pretty well, and, and I would just talk with you about what training looks like and, and help you to see it from the biblical perspective. I'd want to make sure that you understood everything that, that as far as what Deuteronomy teaches, what it says in, in, in Psalm and in Ephesians and, and other parts of Scripture to help you understand really who the primary disciple maker is and then how you can best do that to make these moms and dads confident in their home. And so that would be our conversation. And then we would, out of that, brainstorm ways that you could actually try to do some training in your, in your church, whether you use me or whether I train you to do the training. Either way works for me. Uh, but then also, too, uh, my whole goal is, to do tr- is, is for you to be trained and then for you to train your folks, but then also supplement that training with resource and then do some more training, say, say six, eight, ten months down the road, do some more training, but then again, give them resource because it's, it's, a, it's a constant putting people kind of on the, you know, the, the couch to 10K or 5K, 5K, so that you can just sort of kind of walk them a little bit slowly, but just kind of help them to be able to get overcome that inertia and really overcome their fears, their fears of, of, of discipling in their home. Because a lot of parents, whenever I talk to them, that they, they come back at me, they'll shoot back and say, well, you know what? I have never been discipled myself. Nobody ever discipled me. I don't even know how to. I don't have time. You know, nobody really uh, has given me any kind of plan to be able to do this. Well, okay, I hear you. So let's let's do some training to help you understand how you can do that. And again, in the very rhythms of your day. Does that make sense? Wonderful. Please, yeah, please call. There was another question back here. Yes, ma'am. Oh, absolutely. As a matter of fact, they, they could very easily come to the Lord by using this resource because of some of the supplemental resources we have involved in this book that you have. Yes, ma'am. I know that there was also a question on where do you get this download? This, this particular Advent book is, is download only. Go to faithathomenc.org and you can find it right there on the website. It's available, of course, for a download, a PDF, or you can use it as a flip book. But also, too, if you want it just on, as, an, as an app, go to the ncbaptist.org, download the Baptist app, and you can find it under the devotional page. All this, and all this is free, by the way. Everything digital is free. Thank you, God, for this time. I'll just praise you and thank you for just how you have, have just led this team to be able to, uh, to provide this resource to North Carolina Baptists. Thank you, God, for just what you're going to do with it. We just praise you in advance, knowing, God, that you're, you're, you're an awesome and mighty God and just wanting people to know you more deeply, to know your word more, more sincerely, and then to live it out in their lives and to, and to share it with others. But God, has shared in a way that it can be received. So God, we thank you for just how you move in our lives, Lord. And God, we're going to give you the praise as we uh, put ourselves and surrender ourselves to, to you as, as servants of you for you to use us in your kingdom. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.